Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Poetry Questions TPQ20, where we sit down with your favorite authors to talk about passions, process, pitfalls, and poetry. My name is Chris Margolin. Let's expand the conversation. There we go. Okay, can you hear me? I sure can. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so glad we could finally figure this out and, uh, and, and get together for a TPQ20 today. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. This is wild. Thank you so much for ah, having me. I love it. Thank you. Well, uh, we always like to start off on TPQ20 by saying we know who you are, but our audience may be new to you. So if you were to kind of give that bio that your publicist doesn't have, uh, who are you? Ooh, okay, okay. So I love this. Um, I am a super nerd. Uh, I intensely love video games. I love cooking. Um, I am here for the fat girls. Um, I love to embarrass my mother. Um, I have quite the passion for Outcast. Um, I have the passion for the South, even if the South doesn't always love me. Um, and you know, I'm just I'm 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 here, I'm here searching desperately for joy and trying to cultivate as much joy and love as possible. Like this whole life thing is basically just me on a journey towards self-love and I'm here for it. And I'm trying to take as many people as I can with me as yes. possible. Awesome. <laughs> I think that's a fantastic bio that should replace the one that's on the back of your book. There I you agree. <laughs> Publicists are so, you know, so tricky. So uh, you mentioned food. I, I'm a big lover of food myself. So what are your favorite things to cook? Ooh, okay. Um, that's an excellent question. Um, all curries, any curry, um, first and foremost, right? Like you cannot go wrong with a good curry, right? Like it's basically a, a spiced sauce, right? A vegetable base, some kind of protein if you're feeling cute, you know? Like <laughs> there is, there is, you cannot go wrong with a curry, right? I can eat just a, a various assortment of curries probably for the rest of my life. How Dumplings. Sp how spicy? Is How spicy? It depends on how much I hate myself that day. <laughs> Right, like how many regrets do I want to have? Um, I I find that as I get older, my spice tolerance is slightly going downhill, and I refuse yes. to give in to this 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 idea of aging. Um, I'm just like, no, I'm just gonna abuse my body until she picks it back up again, right? So, right. me and spice, we're besties. Um, yeah, everything I have, aging it needs hot to be, sauce, right? 
Yes, like some kind of combination of spicy, sweet, maybe like a little like brightness to it, right? Like these are my go-to flavor combinations, See, really. You could lead the uh, the hot ones revolution for for the poetry world. Yeah, so, I think I, mean, I, I, I think I think so many of us are obsessed with the Hot Ones show right now, watching you know watching our favorite actors and musicians try to get their way through ten different hot sauces. See, maybe you just need to lead the curry version of that. I'm I'm here for it. Like if that's the, if that's the opportunity, I'm gonna be able to put together. If I can put together a series where I'm just chilling with poets, we're eating hot ass curry and talking right. about life. Uh, I want nothing else. I want what, nothing else. I used to do that with one of my <laughs> one of my closest friends, uh, Nabila Lovelace, who was an incredible poet. Right? Uh, we used to live in, in Tuscaloosa together, kicking it, and uh, we would make uh, we would have poems and pancakes on on Sundays, right? See, um, and so we would just get together. I'd make some pancakes, right? Chef up some pancakes. We sit down. We talk about poems that we were like feeling that week, right? Um, and in our own work and other work. Um, and it's, it was just, I missed that. I want See, that. There's a, right now there's a group, uh, Kalisa Ray runs a, a small group um, uh, called Sips. I think it's Sips and Submissions. And so yeah. every other week there's a new a new cocktail and you have to uh, you know you get 3 hours yeah. to kind of figure out what you're submitting and actually send it in that day. Yes, I'm really uh, lucky and privileged to be working with Felisa on uh, the 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 monthly reading series and I there Kalisa has an incredible ability to just make atmospheres happen, right? right? Like the most compelling atmospheres like she has the ability to just kind of put them together um and i'm so honored to be able to witness that and to be a part of that space that's um, awesome passions uh what are those you know other than cooking um what are some of your passions that might find their way into your poetry i mean believe it or not cooking does find its way into my poetry um <laughs> i have uh, a series of like recipe based poems i've been doing a lot of um, work with thinking about um, blending genre. Um, I think maybe some of my other hobbies, I'm really into art, for instance. Um, I really thought <laughs> when I was doing this whole like career path thing, I was like, oh, I'm going to like be a comic book artist. I wanted to I wanted to double major in English and art and I wanted to, to, to write comic books. Um, and now that I'm kind of emerging out of the other side of a PhD, I'm like, hey, you remember that dream? Uh, <laughs> what if we what if we do something to make that happen? And so now I'm really intensely thinking a lot about um, the relationship between poetry and comics uh, in particular. And I'm hoping that'll fuel like some projects in the future. That's uh, fascinating. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I know there have to be some poetry comic books out there right yeah or maybe i mean that, i mean I, poetry and illustration they are best buddies i know like yeah. uh, bianca stone right does like really incredible kind of like poetry comics right um and i want i just that's the kind of energy that I want to that's carry. awesome and what a what a cool way to get like to get the younger generation into yeah. into poetry like here's a comic book like a some superhero poetry uh some superhero poetry saga what a, what a great way to, to, you know, show kids that there's more, you know, in elementary school than an acrostic poem. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's like everything, like, you know, like, I, I feel like we're in a unique time where 
like being a nerd is kind of the best thing that you can be. <laughs> it's it's uh, a lot more okay now than maybe it has been in, in a few yeah. decades. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I remember, like even in high school, like there was, I, I was friends, it was like a, the group of anime nerds, right? And then like the, the, the theater kids and we all kind of formed this giant coalition together of absolute weirdos. Um, and, and now I feel like we've grown up and we're forming this giant coalition of absolute weirdos again. Um, and I'm here for it. That's kind of um, fun. Yeah. And so now I'm trying to figure out ways to, to bridge poetry with the, the other weirdo things that I love. I love video games. I love doodles and, and coloring books and all of these things. And um, the more that I think about poetry as a form, the more that I'm really starting to be like, hey, I want poetry to be more expansive. Um, I think it's, it's like, a few years ago, I started kind of just putting out the like, you know, how will you poetry today tweets mm -hmm. and, and like, it kind of became a real thing. Like poetry is a verb, you know, mm -hmm. it, it is everywhere. Like there, there isn't something you can't find poetry in. Um, you know, if you're looking for the space and, and the surroundings and, and word choice that people make and visuals, um, I think it's pretty incredible that, you know, to live in a time where, where people are at least picking up on that a little bit more as well. Wait a minute. I love that poetry is a verb. Oh, yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, of course it is. Like, how will yes. you poetry today? Like, what are you going to do to poetry today? Yes, I love that. I love that. And I'm, I'm one of the things that I talk to my students about, about the writing process is uh, that we don't make room for living our lives in recovery as being a part of that process. Mm. Right. Um, and this is incredibly important to me just being, uh, you know, like a fat black woman, you know, like who's writing about what it's like to be a fat black woman in America. Right. <laughs> And there are a lot of times in where like you come to the page and you're doing that work and you're writing that work and it can be exhausting, yeah. right? As much as poetry can be a space like this of celebration, of liberation, of um, just promise. There's also a lot of work <laughs> um, that comes with it too. And sometimes we kind of have to, to embrace downtime as, as yeah. part of that. Um, but cap capitalism tells us that the downtime isn't really work right come on what's uh, the, what is the four uh four hour work week yeah exactly so right yes exactly so and i'm not here for that energy so the idea what, that... didn't elon musk pull out all adjectives from his uh employee manuals i think i think he like banned adjectives or something like that so yeah Ooh, see i don't want to have something in common with elon musk straightforward so no, declarative statements always period that's <laughs> See, I, I'm going to change my stance on the adjective now. Uh, all adjectives, all the time. I can't remember who wrote it. There's a poem in the, I think it was the 60s or 70s, called Will No One Stand Up for the Adjective? And it's a fantastic <laughs> little little poem that says exactly what it needs to say. Um, you know, as, what, as much what... as I'm willing to write or die for adjectives, not adverbs, I can tell you that. <laughs> there we go. So what is your process uh, when it comes to uh, sitting down to write or when it comes to putting together large pieces? Um, yeah. Are you someone who has some superstitions with that? Do you have, you know, the incense burning, the candles lit, the tea on the counter, you know, or are you someone who grabs your phone wherever you are um, and relies on your notes app? I love those people who are able to just kind of steal the moment and write. I'm not that person. I have to be very deliberate 
yeah. in terms of my writing process. Um, so whenever I'm going to sit down and write, um, I have to have my, my computer. Um, I prefer working at home. And the reason I prefer working at home is because when I write, I tend to be kind of a weirdo. Um, and I do, <laughs> I make a lot of really weird faces um, when I'm concentrating. I tend to, um, when I'm stuck, um, when my poetry feels like it is in puzzle mode, I tend to pace a lot. Hmm. Um, I need to just be able to do those things without being judged. Uh, so I tend to prefer writing from home. I've got to have the music. Um, lately, Ooh, do you have to. I was gonna say, do you have to have lyrics to music or um, lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> um, lyrics tend to distract me a little bit, right? Um, so I tend to go for you know, like lo fi hip hop, I tend to go for um, video game kind of music, oh. uh, instrumentals. Uh, retro wave is a thing that I'm really into right now for some strange reason. wave, all right, yeah. Uh, there's a uh, this, uh, are we dancing the, to old yeah. Mario tracks? <laughs> not, you the know, not the r&b singer necessarily but the you know <laughs> all of my best work was definitely created um while listening to the sega genesis sonic soundtrack you know yes uh, <laughs> all of it uh <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah i mean i there's your uh, next t-shirt all my poems are created with sonic the hedgehog <laughs> Sounds brought to you by Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And it's, it's nice because like I tend to be, at least lately, uh, a poet who really likes the lushness of language, oh. right? Um, I'm really into like fat poetics and I'm really thinking OD about like, how do I make my poems a decadent experiment experience? Okay. How, do I, how, how do I make a poem just taste good while you speak it in your mouth you know um and i find that music is the key to that right like it really helps me especially when it doesn't have lyrics it really helps me discover my own internal rhythm mm. right um and so when i'm kind of crafting a poem and really thinking about that decadent lushness it really kind of helps me tap into this kind of rhythm that feels quintessentially me um, that I can kind of run with and use to kind of build off of. Uh, so music and I'm the best use. Um, who are the poets? Right. Who are the poets that that you feel kind of match that that quality mm. that you're going for? Oh, that kind of like decadence, that yeah. lushness. Um, I mean, oh, OG off the top of my head, I'm thinking Ross Gay, right? Like I, every time I think about the abundance of a Ross Gay poem, right? Um, oh my God, that that's what I'm going for, All right? right. <laughs> <laughs> um wanda coleman um just thinking about energy right i'm always trying to be wanda coleman on the page trying to be lucille clifton on the page i'm thinking about um i mean oh ariel marie oh. right gumbo yaya oh yes. my god there's a if you haven't yet and i just we, we just did a, an interview with with them a little while back but if you haven't go back and listen to their uh on youtube their finals from the right bloody finals uh uh what is it uh psalms of oh uh psalms of poplar they mm. do uh man they open up with with just song and it's ah uh, and that's like that's that decadence that's that yeah. the how does it taste in your mouth poem i like that yeah right yes and i feel like i mean it's I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence that most of the poets that i've named so far have been black right because i think there is this 
deep connection in African-American poetics and, and, po and music and, and musicality in particular, mm -hmm. right? That I'm always trying to embrace, unpack and go with, right? And I think that there are a lot of ways in which like, it's time for the decadence, right? It's time for the lushness. It's time for this excessivity. It's time for the extra, like I'm, I'm ready. Um, it's, <laughs> it's part of my love process, right? Like there's something about like just really throwing myself into decadence that feels like another type of love. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm here for it really. Um, so that said, uh, all of those pitfalls, roadblocks, obstacles that get in the way of that decadence, um, yeah. how do you handle those, you know, those types of battles with imposter syndrome or insecurities about writing or writer's block? Or maybe how do you get that bad taste out of your mouth when it's just not the right line? Um, you know, or is that something you now use to kind of fuel your poetry? Yeah, I feel like I am probably the biggest obstacle to myself, right? Um, like I feel, um, I've been taught a lot about humility and I've probably taken a little bit too many of those uh, virtues and ideas too seriously. Um, and so I have a tendency to make myself feel very small. Um, fortunately, I am the only person out here really working that hard to make myself feel small, right? Um, so a big part of the, the motivation um, to succeed is because I have wonderful people in my corner who are constantly pushing me and believing in me and reminding me that the little voice in my head is full of shit. Um, <laughs> yes. Also, yes. also, also, um, what I've, I've had to learn to appreciate effort mm. in a different way, right? Um, because if we live, we live in a society that's all about the quantifiable, right? We're all about the measurable. Um, and one of the things that I do know that I can measure in terms of my relationship with poetry is how much time I put in, mm. right? Um, so even when I don't necessarily feel confident in my own abilities or skills, I can feel confident in the amount of time that I put in each and every time I come to the page. Right? Like that. all of that work is is building up towards something better and i can trust that i can mm. trust that i can trust the amount of effort because that shit's exhausting right yeah. like the re the reason i feel <laughs> tired at the end of the day is just proof that i've been putting in that work right absolutely um, I and a, i trust that yeah i had a professor uh professor tell me um that if you you know if you write a poem a day for for, for a year, if you write 365 poems and all you come up with is one line from those poems to start your next year of poems with, you've done your job. And yeah. it's putting it's putting in that ultimate amount of effort to at least try to write something down, um, yeah. be it a word or a line or a number or, you know, a picture of a chair, whatever yeah. it is and to maybe put it on page the secret optimist in me, but I do believe that. I really do. I feel like every time I sit down to write something, I'm doing the work for another poem in the future, mm -hmm. right? Like, I don't know what shape that poem is going to take. I don't know what that poem will be about. And maybe I'm writing the poem right now at the second, and maybe I'm writing it in a year or two. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I, I firmly believe that every time that I read a poem, every time that I write a poem, every time that I talk about poetry with my friends or my students, like I'm doing the work, I'm putting in 
the time that's going to a matter eventually. And I'm really excited about that eventually. And I'm really excited that the eventually is perpetual, right? That I always have an eventually to look forward to. Like that's awesome, right? Well, that's what a great what a great way for your students to experience that you know that world as well. That you know eventually there there is that's just that idea that there is an eventually. Yeah. Like that's I mean it's it's really important to know that there is an eventually. There like is and it just keeps coming, right? Yeah. There's even eventually the perpetual eventually. Right? <laughs> so that. as we kind of head toward toward the finish line here. Um, what's out there right now in the world that you're really excited about? What are you reading currently? Uh, what's, you know, what's fresh and in your mind? And then what can we expect uh, from you over the next little while? Okay. Uh, that is an excellent question. Um, so well, I, right see you, now, I see you walking uh, around. I'm thinking you're heading toward a bookshelf somewhere. So Yes, I am. To <laughs> <laughs> so all those in podcast shit. land, we are walking over to Diamond's bookshelves at the moment. <laughs> where I will grab the stack of books on my shelf right now um, <laughs> that I, so what I do um, is I have a collection of books that I feel super excited about and I just leave them on my shelf nearby. Nice. Um, so we have uh, Saida's book, uh, Let the Dead, the Dead In, in. Right? Yes. very excited. Uh, Greyhound Americans uh, by Moncho, I'm very excited about this book. Stella Wong's Spooks, also very excited about this book. Ooh, I don't know um, that one. Who else am I mad about? Um, <laughs> you're about to be blown away when you read it. Um, yeah, I, 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 just, love, I love hearing, see, this, this is, is one of the things I love about doing this podcast is that I actually get to hear what people are reading and then start adding things to my collection. Uh, I, I got love it. You. I got you. This is not a new book, um, but it's new to me. I just got started on Saida Hartman's uh, Wayward Lives, Beautiful Experiments. Um, and it's, wow, so far, so, so far, so amazing what it's kind of thinking about in terms of like history and even the gaps in history wow. um, and, and the experiment experiences of, of Black women. And uh, it's, it's pretty incredible and i know i'm going to get some amazing writing just kind of being able to kind of witness witness this book um nice. what i'm doing right now yeah what's going on for like, you <laughs> i have this i don't even know how to describe it it's kind of it, it's, it's it's sitting in this weird boundary between prose and verse right um and it's essentially me thinking about maternal lineage. Hmm. I've been writing a lot of poems about my grandmother. Oh. Um, she passed away in like 2014. Um, and I've been thinking about her because I've been thinking a lot about what I've inherited, right? Um, I'm a firm believer that even though we leave this world, we also don't, oh. right? Um, that the interactions that I have on a daily basis with other people creates this kind of butterfly effect of sorts, right? Where yeah. essentially the ways that I carry the world is because, or sorry, the ways that I carry the world and interact with the world is because my grandmother existed and her mother existed, mm. right? And even though I've never met my great grandmother, I'm highly influenced by her, even just because of the ways that she shaped her, her my grandmother, right? Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm really interested in that. I'm really interested in thinking about all of these women who, even if I haven't met them, 
have shaped my experience of the world. And so ah. I'm kind of really expanding my idea of what maternal lineage looks like because of that. That's really cool. I love that. My, my, uh, our kid grew up with, you know, with great grandmothers around and I, yeah. I never, I mean, mine were gone long before I was even a thought. So it'd be, mm -hmm. it'd be really, it, I, I like that idea of going back and kind of tracing the fact that, you know, you do come from those who you've come from before, uh, yeah. even if you did not know them. Yeah. Oh. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, then we, we absolutely look forward to reading what is to come from you. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out today on TPQ 20. Um, it was a blast. Thank you. I really, I'm really excited for, uh, to read your work coming up. Thank you so much for having me. This was so much fun. I appreciate you. <laughs> awesome. I appreciate you as well. Have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you for listening to the Poetry Questions TPQ20. Please like, rate, review, and subscribe. See you next week.